Hello, and welcome to the Breakfast Club. That's what this is. That is what the Breakfast Club is. Uh, yeah, some of you may be listening to this thinking, what is the Breakfast Club? I've never oh, heard of this, it? and I Ooh. want to be a part of this cool and exclusive club. This brilliant community. <laughs> uh, every week, uh, me, Dave Borden, and my best friend, Mossy, uh, we get drunk and we tell each other in graphic detail uh, every scene of a film. The plot of a film. It's quite a, quite a ridiculous podcast, but we thoroughly enjoy it. It gets yeah. very silly. It gets very silly, and it's always factual. It's always completely factual. Um, no ifs, buts, or maybes, <laughs> only absolutes. That is... It's all we deal in. That's the motto of the Breakfast Club. It is, and always has been. Because we only deal in absolutes. <laughs> only in absolutes. <laughs> Mossy, how you been, buddy? I've been good, man. Good. I have been gravy. Um, just... Just on a on a good old fashioned chill. That's mm-hmm. it. I've been playing a lot of Breath of the Wild recently. Okay, it's arguably the best game ever made. It's very good. Come it's at me. Very good. Um, we only deal in absolutes. So. Exactly, and I'm absolutely certain that it's fucking brilliant. So, <laughs> <laughs> how far through are you? Um, I, I do my classic, the classic Ubisoft thing that's been driven into my brain of go and unlock the map first. So I'm just sort of going around and getting all the towers. Nice. And it's just so fucking just chill beautiful. and fun, it's and the music's amazing, and it's just gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking gorgeous. What a game. Play Breath of the Wild if you haven't after you've listened to this podcast. Obviously. Yeah, or during. Or during. It's quite nice to have on in the background. Do what you want to do, guys. Yeah, this is your you, podcast. Do you want to hear about, you know, cocks and things while also you know, <laughs> playing one of the greatest games ever made? Then that's you. That's you. That's your thing. And we're we're here for that. <laughs> Would you like to know what film I'm doing this week? Mate, I'm desperate to know because I have it's no a idea. A it's, it's a, a bit mystery. Of a mystery this time okay, so I will start by in saying... Fact, I once called you a sweet little mystery. Yeah, you sang did. That, sang that to your own You made up birthday. that entire song. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. And then Wet 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 stole it. That was disgusting. It was disgusting. Mm. I just stood up at Dave's 18th birthday, no word of a lie, again, absolute, and was just like, right, I'm going to improv a song here for Dave. Yep. It's just like, sweet little mystery... And I didn't know the lyrics either yeah, then. Yeah. I still don't know them now. <laughs> <laughs> but it was incredible. And then Wet 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 stole it. Be better, Marty Pello. You fucking idiot. You horrible heroine. I'm pretty sure you. you stole it before I was even born as well. So <laughs> How did you even do that? Stole Not it that. from his baby mind. He's fucking time scientist. That's what you are. <laughs> Dave, what are we doing? And that loops nicely. What a segue. No, it doesn't. It doesn't oh, at all. shit. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Terminator 2. Actually, wet, 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 wet could potentially get into this. Um, are we doing Waterworld? No, sadly oh. not. <laughs> I thought it was the time. No, that's year two. Yeah, definitely, that's a definitely year two film. Um, so for this film, I was looking to do a film that um, Jake, our friend Jake, had requested. He requested a Razorhead by Stephen Lynch. Of course, yeah. Um, I was gonna. I was tempted to do Crank um, nice. by our man. Yeah. Um, but also requested by Jake. <laughs> but then I saw Last Crusade and was like, no, so basically, Jake's never getting what he wants. No. But, uh... <laughs> and do you know what? Good. <laughs> I am. Um, Thanks for listening, Jake. I I looked on Netflix. I looked on YouTube. I eventually arrived at Amazon Prime. I was like, I've got a good feeling about this. I'd look on for a Razorhead. Not on there. Disney Plus. But it came up. Maybe Disney Plus. But it came up with uh, films directed by Stephen Lynch. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay, here we go. And the first film on there, absolutely incredible. One of my classic. One of my favourite books. Okay. Uh, as you can again. see on my bookshelf. 
I have a lot of these books on there, but I'd say you only need to read the first three. The beer guides? Uh, the one about the beer water? guides, water, water world. We're in. Oh, shit. Uh, it is the Stephen Lynch Sting starring what? adaptation of Dune. Oh, shit. Well, this, this goes quite in because obviously it's been uh, postponed, I guess, it because has been postponed no because cinemas are allowed. Yep. The um, Ronas. I've never seen this. I've never read Dune. I don't know anything about Dune other than I imagine sand plays quite heavily in it. It does. It does. Well, I thought, you know, we've uh, we've done really well with our Halloween episodes. We've kind of built more of a following. Kind of want to play off the back of that. Keep the momentum going. Straight in there with a really hard to understand. Really hard to understand. Universally pan sci-fi. <laughs> So you want? That's what I want. I want to, no, no, I want to keep I, those fans going. I'm so tempted to do John Carter <laughs> and Ghosts of Mars. <laughs> um, just so people know, I'm serious when I say that I absolutely love the books of Dune, the first three. After that, it goes a little bit west. Um, still worth sticking with, but yeah, it gets a bit. Yeah, I've always been told that Dune is one of those things that everyone should absolutely read. I'd is say the first you, three. You, There's like so? twenty thousand books. So isn't it super hard to read though? No, the, the the first book is excellent and is very much like a linear story. The second one gets a little bit trippier. Third one even more so, and then after that, it just goes. <laughs> it goes off the rails. It just goes off its head. Yeah, it just goes absolutely insane. I'll I'll talk about it later on in the film uh, about what they choose. Good, to that's leave great. Out, but um, yeah, for now, let's get into it. This this film covers the first book essentially. Oh really? So it does it. It does it justice. <laughs> Didn't say that. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Didn't say that. Brilliant. Uh, worth noting that the music was written and performed by Toto. What? So that kind of brings it up a level. Well, I mean, they they did jungles yep. with Africa. Yep. So they decided to desert. So they decided sand was the next place they go. <laughs> it's what they're all about. Um, so it starts off. There's a woman, uh, like a woman. At about, I'd say about fifty percent opacity on a background of stars, She's just floating around on a background of stars. <laughs> She's just floating around. <laughs> she starts talking about spice melange, as it's called in uh, in June. Basically, Julian Melange. Julian Melange. He's been extradited. He's been extradited because um, of all the, you know, questionable activities questionable that he got off to. Rude allegedly. activities. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what you need to know about spice... It's, it's probably true. Yeah. Pro- yeah. Uh, is it a drug? <laughs> yeah, it is a drug. Yeah. It's a drug. It's worth its weight in gold in the Dune universe. And it's used for everything. They even use it for space travel. Because the way space travel in Dune works is that they fold space. So they essentially, like um, like a book, fold it. And then they travel between the folds so that the ship doesn't move. Space, like, folds yeah. around. It's, is it, yeah, is it's, it worth going into? No. <laughs> okay. No, I'm sorry. I feel like a geek for doing it, but essentially, it's 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 shocking because spice 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 because uh, spice was quite obtainable in the streets of Greater Manchester <laughs> in Liverpool for, yeah. for a Could while. Easily get your spice, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, I watched a, a documentary where Professor Green went around with loads of people who were on spice. Yeah, I think this was after it was made illegal. Yeah. Um, is it anything like that? Do yeah, you... it turns people into zombies. They all bite each other. I don't think that uh, happened They just fall spice, asleep. Really. I thought that was a spice thing. Was it? Yeah, I think Did so. Did people bite people? Yeah, I think so. I don't think I ever saw anyone bite <laughs> people. Well, I saw Luis Suarez do it. I don't know whether that was... <laughs> I don't think it was on spice. Spiced up, maybe. <laughs> um, 
So she talks about space and the reason for the fold in the space thing is apparently like when you do that kind of space travel, it's difficult to navigate through. So they have navigators who are people who are like massively spiced off their heads. Okay. Uh, and they can like see through space because they're so drugged up. It doesn't sound like it'd be difficult to go through one side through this to the other when it's folded, really. <laughs> it's very difficult. Maybe. If I was to push a pin through a book, I think... Uh... I'd be, be able quite to easy. You wouldn't get lost halfway through. Accurate. <laughs> You'd just suddenly go off the rails and yeah. be lost forever. Yeah. In between page one I've and got, two. I've got page one and two folded yeah. together and I'll have page 36. I don't know how I've done it. <laughs> I'm so lost. Just so good at pins. <laughs> um, we hear a little bit from this uh, translucent woman about the Fremen uh, and a prophecy on a planet called Arrakis. The Fremen are... It's basically like a posh way of saying free men this rolf harris sang about a, a king there didn't he the court of king caracas court of king fremen uh no arrakis possibly yeah has just passed by hope to get another the ladies at the harem of the court of king caracas I, I could do the whole yeah song, i don't think I we work. should uh don't think we should be quoting rolf well it might not be rolf i i heard it well no it is but i i heard it quite a lot in um spanish and turkish holidays that was a sort of song that would come on Along with Shakira, Hips yep. Don't Lie. Alice. Uh, Alice, along with the Music Man or the Mimic Man, depending yep. on which you wanted, or yep. Superman, or all the Black Lace classics. <laughs> <laughs> and also the Court of King Caractacus. <laughs> I'm just going to go out on a limb and say this episode is not going to get a lot of listens. Um, <laughs> hey, people like June. People like June. People That's probably true. turned it off at the Rolf Harris shit, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we learn that um, Arrakis is also known as Dune. It's a desert planet. The Fremen have this belief that there's one person who will come and free them, Good. and he will uh, bring water to Dune. Really? Dune. So that's the prophecy? Yeah, that is the prophecy. A lot to learn in, from one translucent girl. So, oh, hell. Uh, it's a lot of uh, explanation right up front. It's a lot of exposition. And then we learn that there is a plot uh, to stop the flow of spice. Uh, spice is obviously like the most uh, important thing in the universe. We have a, yeah. an emperor of the known universe and we have a baron um, and they are rich off the back and forth production of spice. So why do people want to stop that though? Surely the most powerful men wouldn't stop that. Well, they want to stop it apparently. The, the most powerful men want it to keep going yeah. but other men want it to stop. It's kind of like oil. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. It's almost like a metaphor. It's almost an oil gory. <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> I was laughed over that, but that was good. Um, and then we cut into lots of people in sci-fi clothes. Uh, it's all like black leather and tubes everywhere. That is sci-fi. It's very sci-fi. Very sci-fi. And we're on the planet of the Emperor of the Known Universe. Holy Hello. shit. Must be an important, must be an important Sounds guy. Sounds like an important player. Mm. Important. His daughter runs up to him and she's like chatting shit and he's like... <laughs> She's just chatting shit. She's just shit. He knows something's up. He can sense that people are on the way. He tells her to fuck off. He Whoa. literally tells her to get on her bike. He's like, really? go on, yeah, off you fuck. On your bike, love. Yep. And he clears everyone out of this room, except for this one old woman. Um, and then these sci-fi people walk in, and they're, they've got like this big, looks like a big train almost like behind them, and it's coming okay. in after them. And then it opens up, and it's all glass, and it's this horrible big brain puppet thing in a tank. It's, like, it's got a little vagina mouth. It's, it's really a, freaky. It's a fanny mouth brain puppet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Literally, genuinely can't even imagine. No, oh, no. I'll put a picture. <laughs> I like to think that I've got quite a good yeah. imagination. No, can't, can't, can't picture can't, the, uh, can't the picture brain this? puppet fanny mouth. No. 
I might even Google brain puppet fanny mouth and yeah, see what do, I get. Yeah, do. You should. Um, this thing is a navigator. Oh. It's one of these spiced up weird freak creatures. That's what they look like. That's what they look like. I don't want to be one brain of them. Brain puppet vagina mouth. That's fucking awful. <laughs> and one thing you should know in June is that um, machines are banned. They don't have Ooh. any modern machinery. Well, what about like spaceships? How do they fly in space with that modern machine? They own no, Don't have any of them. What do you mean? What do they do? <laughs> I don't understand what they do then. If they don't have spaceships, or they just fucking jump. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> so moving on, they don't have any machines. <laughs> Wait, what? No, oh, come on. Okay, no, you're going to get to it, I imagine. No, you're not going to? No. Well, how do they travel through space? <laughs> they have spaceships. Well, what, they're, they're machines? <laughs> They are by rights machines, surely. They don't have any new machines, I think. Nah, it? okay, okay, it's been a while since I've read the book, actually, but I think the thing is they don't have any new machines, but they've learned that someone on this planet somewhere is developing new machinery. Well, that's not and they're, they're fuming about yeah, it. They are, yeah. They also learn... They only want old machines. Yeah, yeah. They were the best the machines. The most reliable machines. most reliable machines. <laughs> Volkswagen made them. <laughs> um, and then they mention House Atreides and House Harkonnen. And uh, what they say is that, yeah, I know, it, yeah. there's a lot of this no, going it's on. Good. I'm, yeah. I'm in. And I'm they, the Emperor, they say to the Emperor, we have learned that you're playing House Atreides and House Harkonnen off each other. Yeah, and on. he's like, yeah. He's like, this is my plan, right? Currently, House Harkonnen have uh, domain over Dune. They're producing all the spice. They're getting rich off this and the production of it. What I want to do is take Planet uh, Rackus off the Harkonnens, put House Atreides on there, but then let the Harkonnens attack House Atreides and just wipe them out. But then it won't look bad on us because it'll look like Harkonnen were just trying to get the planet that they owned previously back off the oh, Atreides. Okay. So the there's old, a lot of political... The old North America gag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I have this. But no, actually, up... you know, yeah. put no. a bit of effort into the indigenous species yeah, yeah. as opposed to allowing them all to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. giving them a casino somewhere. It's the uh, it's the classic John Wayne pick up the gun kind of thing. Like, everyone yeah. knows that Arrakis is a trap, but you kind of got no choice. <laughs> How do they make spice then with no water? Is it not a water-based thing? No. It's not so like farming. We, we le- I mean, is this I'm later not going yeah, yeah. to get into the thing of June, but essentially we'll learn that there's worms on the planet yeah. and worms produce spice that's the okay. thing okay. oh it's like that's slime. All you... yeah exactly yeah exactly <laughs> okay worms mckenzie is on uh is on <laughs> oh, the rackets. fucking i can't wait for it to show up <laughs> brilliant <laughs> yeah god this isn't gonna get a lot of listens <laughs> hey people like you yeah they do so they talk about this plot and the navigator's like okay i'm down with this plot i think it works i mean there's a big vagina mouth brain puppet. big vagina mouth brain how's puppet? he speaking <laughs> through his vagina mouth but in oh, floating he, water tank. Even just talk English. It, his, his vagina mouth moves. Yeah. But then it's almost like thoughts. So it's like, oh, you should fucking kill the house of trees. Is that that's how mouth. he sounds? Yeah. Throughout the film? Yeah. Man, he doesn't sounds, come into it a lot. That sounds tough. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> that sounds tough to watch. Yeah. And he, the navigator says there's one thing that's going to that's gonna like get in your way. And he's like, oh, what's that? And he says you need to kill Paul Atreides. And the Emperor's like, I think you mean Leto Atreides, his father, uh, the ho- leader of House Atreides, I think you mean him. And the Navigator's, no, his son. You need to kill his his young son. Um, How young? I mean, in the books, I got the feeling he was like less than a teenager. Maybe oh, just really? coming into being a teenager. That young. In the film, 
30 years old. <laughs> 30 years old. You see, back then, when they made films like this, they just couldn't rely on <laughs> Now you've got the likes of Tom Holland. Yeah. You've got um, Finn Wolfhard. You've got the, the whole Stranger Things lot. Oh, yeah. You've got... Um, You've got some fantastic. You've got actors young who can actors. act as child as yeah. children. Yeah. But then yeah. you got the bed knobs and broomstick shit. Yeah. Oh, it comes into this. We get a child actor in this who is fucking awful. Really dire. Okay. Absolutely, Danny Dyer. <laughs> well, Danny Dyer is shit. <laughs> Remember that time he told someone to slash up their girlfriend's face? He carried on his career after that. <laughs> Good guy. Good Top guy. bloke. Top guy. Um, it wasn't him. It was a ghostwriter that wrote his column. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Still should have had a career then. Yeah, definitely. Dickhead. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so we learn that the old woman who the emperor didn't kick out oh, the room, yeah. she is part of a coven of... They're essentially space witches. Space witches. Space witches. I love space witches. They're called the Benny Gesserit, if that's worth knowing, which it absolutely probably isn't. I'm pretty sure I've eaten ice cream made by them. <laughs> I'm a big fan of their cookie though. <laughs> um, and, oh God, there's so many weird things <laughs> in this. Why have you done this to yourself? I know, I know. You wanted a Lord of the Rings episode like me, where I go, bam, 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 information, wrong information, but still information. No, the thing is, I love this book, but as I'm saying it, I understand how nerdy it sounds. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm, but in... that's good. Okay, okay. Like, no, mate. People who are gonna listen to this are gonna be fucking feeling June. Okay. Hard. All right, and then I'm just gonna roll with it. I'm not gonna. Well, like, I'm gonna roll with it too. Things. Okay. Occasionally, I may. Laugh at something silly. Yeah. Okay. Like the Benny Gesserit. Because this sentence is going to be silly. Okay. Uh, the Benny Gesserit are space witches, and yeah. upon learning that he needs to kill Paul Atreides, they decide that they're going to test Paul Atreides because they think he might be the Kwisatch Haderach or the Chosen One. Is that the Rain God? It is the Rain God. Okay. It's not the Rain God, but they think he's the Chosen One. They think he's the Chosen One. <laughs> <laughs> he's not not the rain god but he is going to bring rain to Jude. yes he is going to do that and he does become a god so technically could be the rain god hey don't spoil it (laughs) sorry so we meet paul who is 30 years old uh 30 going on 13 yeah he's sat at his computer reading up about june hey they got a computer yeah well well, that's technology not a new one okay um it's a windows 95 (laughs) it's like i'm desperate to update it but i can't can't i'm not allowed i can't like fuck i'm not on xp actually xp was quite good seven (laughs) seven on the other hand um and paul's reading up about june because what a a name for the protagonist fucking honest honest to god this only gets more ridiculous later on and i love the fact that his name is paul because he sticks with it the entire way through and i fucking buzz off it yeah it makes me so happy we also meet uh patrick stewart hey is that his name is in this film (laughs) it is his name not played by patrick stewart no a different guy it is patrick stewart it's played by william shatner (laughs) (laughs) and what i love about this is so a big thing in the Dune books is that the Atreides have these um, shield generator things that they carry, like personal shield generators. And the idea is that um, only things that are moving slowly can penetrate through the shield, and you have to know that to get through. So, oh, like, that's cool. If you're in a knife fight, it has to be like you have to like push the <laughs> knife through. Like, it's insane. I'm going to get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's utterly insane. <laughs> that's really cool. And I in like the books, it's fucking sick. It's like bullets can't go through because yeah. they're so fast. Yeah, that's yeah, mad. yeah. I like that. That's in the cool. film... Uh, big orange blocks, and they look like big orange block men. Where they, where they, <laughs> and their main attack. And this Minecraft. This comes uh, does look exactly like Minecraft. That's a great <laughs> shout. And this comes up a few times in the film. Their main attack when in shield block mode 
is to just jump at each other as shields. They're yeah. just like full on burst, like head first. Just <laughs> it's like fucking giraffes. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. Have you ever seen giraffes fight? With their necks just yeah, full on swinging them at each other. Wibbling around. Yeah, like <laughs> wibbling around. Yeah, it is kind of like that. It's a really embarrassing fight. <laughs> And it gets to the point where they've had this big fight, and then um, Paul has managed to like get his knife through. Uh, Paul having a fight. Yeah, Paul has managed to get his knife through Patrick Stewart's shield, and he's holding it at his throat, and he's like, "You'd have bloody killed me." And um, Patrick Stewart's like, "When we get to June, um, it's a real dangerous place, and the Harkonnens are going to be there. Um, even though they've been told to get out, they're going to be there, and they're going to have spies. So you're going to have to learn to fight for your life. You know, it's a real serious thing. Yeah. And then he's like, also look down, and Paul looks down, and Patrick Stewart is absolutely Arya from Game of Thrones. Him. Oh, is he? Knife to the knife to the belly. Yeah, knife to the belly. Yeah, and he's also just like, yeah, that's all well and good, right? But don't kill me now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Fucking yeah. Teach me not to yeah. die rather Teach than killing me. Was killing me immediately. <laughs> <laughs> How did he, what did you just like sort of ease it in? Yeah. Ooh, mm-hmm. right, well, like tease you, tease yeah. you a little bit, yeah. Flicked his tip. <laughs> Come through your shield. <laughs> we get a little bit more senseless plot stuff. And then we also see what I've written down here is the shout gun. The shout gun. The shout gun. They call it in the film the weirding module. And I'm fairly certain it, it's not in the book. I think the weirding yeah. module was for the film. Essentially, you put a microphone on your throat. Yeah. And you hold this like weird like block gun thing, and by shouting you can make blasts come out of the gun. Oh, kind of like a cool version of people who have throat cancer. <laughs> it's like, hello there, <laughs> boom. <laughs> Would you like a cake? <laughs> Bang. Is that what it's like? It's exactly like that. <laughs> Paul just shouts. Would you like a cake? <laughs> and just blasts people to death. I'm quite happy with my impression. That was good. It really yeah. hurt my throat. Yeah. <laughs> we'll say that. So, uh, basically, what we're trying to say that record club is don't get throat cancer. Don't do it. Don't do it. Even though it's quite cool and you can you, blast people to you death. Look, you also, you look cool getting throat cancer. <laughs> if you do it by smoking, anyway, because obviously that's the coolest thing. That's the want. coolest way to do it. Yeah, make sure you be cool kids. <laughs> Then we meet a guy who I absolutely love, who plays a massive part in the books, not so much in the film. <laughs> That's always the way. Uh, his name is Duncan Idaho. Duncan Idaho, good name. It's a great name, isn't it? I, I love the fact that Hollywood can't get over just naming people after states and cities mm-hmm. in America. They just they love it. They absolutely can't get enough. Duncan Idaho, yeah. I love that name. Gary New England, where's he <laughs> He's a real integral part and comes up several times throughout the books. Doesn't, doesn't <laughs> in the film. Oh, this sounds like an adaptation of a George R. R. Martin book. <laughs> but like later on when they couldn't be asked and they knew they were getting Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, guys. <laughs> Thanks for that, guys. Um, he is heading to planet Arrakis ahead of the, the rest of the Atreides family because oh, he's yeah. going to go and scout it out and make sure it's safe and like, get rid of any Harkonnen spies or whatever. Um, and then we meet Leto Atreides. <laughs> like, what are the spies doing? Well, they, the Harkonnens have been told to get off the planet They've yeah. been told to it to completely that it now belongs to the Atreides and they have to leave. But everyone's certain that the Harkonnens are going to leave people behind, specifically just to kill the Atreides they, because they're but like they a just warring. know that anyone who was left was a spy. Yeah, you would think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not a spy. It's <laughs> they integrate themselves into the society of the other people in order to be spies. Not in this book, mate. Sci-fi. 
Um, yeah, good, good point. <laughs> then we meet Leto Atreides, who is Paul's dad, and they have a little bit of a conversation, and that's, that's the end of that chapter. Well, Leto is a cool name. It's a good name. There's some good names in this. Yeah. Leto, Duncan Idaho, Paul, Paul, <laughs> Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Patrick Stewart. <laughs> um, and then we see Paul has a, Paul has a trippy dream about Sting. Oh, shit. About Sting. The yeah. Sting. Sting with blonde hair, just doing like a weird manic laugh. And oh, and then that's Paul's dream. Really? Mm-hmm. Does he sing anything? Nope. Does he sing? Don't There's stand no too close gold. to me. There's no uh, other police songs. There's several police songs you could have picked. Message in a bottle. No. Nope. Did he not get any? Doesn't of them? do that one. No. Nope. No. Doesn't do any of them. That's a real shame. I know. I know. It's sad. And then we learn that Paul is being. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't do that. And nope. then Paul in his dreams just got a drink constantly. Yeah, he's absolutely like, neck beers. Um. Worst game in the world. Don't do Roxanne. I love Roxanne. I think it's funny as well. No, it, it's almost as bad as Thunderstruck. It's the <laughs> fucking stupidest game in the world. There's no game to it. It is. Drink every time he says Roxanne. You may as well drink every time someone breathes in, like because he says it that much. <laughs> um, we learn that Paul is being made to do the test of the Benny Gesserit. Um, they've come to test him, and. We learned that Lady Jessica, who was Paul's mom, she is a Benny Gesserit. She's a witch, a, okay. a oh, space she's witch. she's a witch. And the Benny Gesserit, the whole thing is that they work within society to try and manoeuvre people to do what they want so yeah. that they grow bloodlines and like make people do what they want because yeah. they can kind of see the future. Um, and they but told Lady... kind of see the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They told Lady Jessica that she was only to have a girl. So the idea is that they can literally control the gender of the babies well, that they have and stuff. That then. Yeah. yeah yeah um obviously leto wanted a, a son because it's like feudal hereditary yeah yeah, yeah. um and hereditary? that's not the right word um you know what i mean yeah, like you'll inherit it yeah yeah. yeah 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 um so lady jessica fell in love with leto and decided she would have a boy for him so the benny gesser are like fuming at lady yeah. jessica and they, they've like had a big falling out they actually think that Lady Jessica thinks so much of herself that she was deliberately trying to birth the Kwisatch Haderach, the Chosen One. They think that she thinks she's the mother of the yeah. Chosen One, and that that is, that's why. That is mad. That is some sci-fi shit right there. No, isn't I like it? it though. I so love... they give him. So this is kind of like the test of the Tic Tac Toe from a Star Trek. Yeah, that William Shatner does. Yeah, that's what it's called, right? The Tic Tac Toe test. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. What's it called? Oh God. Uh, yeah, the it's a. You're meant to lose it, aren't you? Yeah. That's the whole point of the test. Yeah. You should know this. I know. I will remember it later. I don't but care. It'll take me too Star long Trek to remember. So. <laughs> so, um, Paul goes to see the Reverend Mother, the the head of the Bene Gesserit, and we're introduced to the voice, which is their main power, which is basically they can change their voice to make people do what they want them to do. I, I don't know if that would... Like, you could change your voice right now. Do this thing. No, like, not to that. No, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to do <laughs> it based on that. It. But you could change your voice to literally anyone on the planet. And yeah. I don't think I'd do it. Well, I think it's like a power behind their voice. It's not literally like... Oh, I they see. You're saying in a really funny <laughs> way. Like, really oh, yeah, funny yes, voice. Do this thing. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, could you kill all these spies, please? Uh, yes, of course. I'll go straight in. Of course I'll do it. If you, if you keep doing that funny little voice, I'll do yeah, anything you do. You sound say. really funny. You sound kind of like a chipmunk man. Uh, <laughs> what is interesting 
is that the whenever someone uses the voice in this film, they've decided to make it so that it's quite um, gravelly and oh, really? um, growly. So, oh. it's also a bit like this when they use the voice. It's really what, funny. What Bane was supposed to sound like. Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah. So, it's quite funny. And so, we learn that Paul has got to do this test where he sticks his hand in a box, basically. <laughs> he sticks his hand in the Reverend Mother's box. <laughs> oh, God. How often does he like pull it in and out? (laughs) Just once, just full hand straight in. Does he? No messing around. Does he have to lick any parts of it? He doesn't have to, but he does. It's weird. (laughs) He gets right in there. And as he sticks his hand in the box, she like jabs him in the throat with this like, she's got like this weird nail thing on with a a big spike in it. She's got a coke nail. She just full on like, bam, like that. And then she's like, "Um, as this test goes on, you're going to want to take your hand out of this box. If you do, you will die. Oh, shit. And he's like, oh, sound. And then we get a real proper Stephen Lynch scene. A weird, trippy scene where Paul can, like... Obviously, his hand's in the box. We can't see it. But you, like, see through the box and it looks like his hand's melting. It's a full-on Raiders scene where the skin's, like, bubbling and, like, melting away and, like, dripping. And you see all the blood and stuff. It's really grim. And Paul's, like, screaming and going, oh, no, this fucking sucks. A dick. And she drugged him. She spiced him. Yeah, she's absolutely drugged him. She said that the thing that she's jabbed into his neck has a nerve toxin. He manages to keep his hand in for the whole time and then she's like, take your hand out and he takes it out and it's fine. There's no damage. Yeah. And she's like, I injected you with a nerve toxin. If you'd just taken your hand out too soon, you would have died from it. And then she's like, um, you have power, um, but we don't know what that is kind of thing. And then she's like, you might be the one who can go where we are afraid to go, where the women are afraid to go. Oh, but she doesn't shit. explain what that is. Uh, probably Northern America or Saudi Arabia. Actually. Saudi Arabia. Saudi yeah, Arabia. good show. Yeah, you They're can go so to Saudi scared. Arabia. Walk on yeah. the beach, hold hands with yourself. Do whatever you want. Drive a car. Do what you like. Vote. <laughs> <laughs> all them, all, all those things. things. Yeah. All those things you can do in Saudi Arabia. Be a journalist. Yeah. Oh, actually, no. Yeah. Stay away from maybe that just, one. Maybe just don't go to a cool country like Saudi Arabia. Fuck that. No, I'm not even standing by that one. Fuck Saudi Arabia. Be better. Be better. Prove us wrong. <laughs> And then we <laughs> land on the home planet of Baron Harkonnen. Baron Harkonnen. Is it Baron? It is Baron. Yeah. It is very Baron. Is this June or is this a No, planet? this is a different planet. Okay. So he has his home planet and then he has of course, June. Yeah. yeah. Um and we meet what they call a mentat. God, this is sci fi. That's a fallout drug for smartness. Uh, well, <laughs> in June, a mentat is a human computer. Oh there you go. That's probably someone why who's they... educated their brain to the level almost that... certainly why they picked that name yeah, then. I would assume so. I can already, by the way, and I'm logging this for the end of the, when we have a discussion. Um there's so many pop culture or like culture other references to this. Yeah. Like enormous ones. Yeah. Uh, that I, we will harken back to. Absolutely and Harken no, Baron right. Harken and <laughs> um, I was gonna make a point as well um that Watching this film, I was like, God, there's so many tropes in here. Like the chosen one yeah. trope, the tribe of women with powers trope. And, yeah. thing. and then I was like, actually, they probably weren't tropes when the book was no, written. No, He's probably not. like developing these tropes, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like, um, yeah, Baron Harkonnen's home planet is weird. All the people there have like their ears like stitched up and their eyes stitched up. And some oh, of them shit. have like pipes sticking out their eyes. It's like, really like, freaky. Like Abe's Odyssey. Yeah, it's grim. It's proper Stephen Lynch shit. I yeah. didn't like it at he, all. He, he's, he's a big fan of grotesque shit, isn't he? Yeah, so. yeah, I did not like it. And then we see the big fat Baron. And he is a big fat guy. He's a big he's fat. hideous and he's covered in like 
honest to god he makes me feel sick to look at he's covered <laughs> in like pustules and boils oh, all shit. over his face he looks real grim he needs some sun cream this fella yeah he's horrible and like you keep zooming in on him and he's all sweaty and like dripping pus and oh he's grim he's a real fucking grim fella <laughs> They make him really grim in the book. I remember him being <laughs> really grim in the book, but fuck me, it's a different level in the film. <laughs> He's just a complete disgrace. Oh, God, it's hideous. It's absolutely wrong. <laughs> oh, no, I don't like it. Just even talking about it now makes me feel a bit ill. <laughs> I, can, I can hear it in your voice. It's really making me yeah. laugh. No, it affected me. It affected me so hard. Oh, my God. So he's that bad? Well, oh, he's, he's a real grim fucker. He's he really a real is bad. grim fucker. He That's what he bad. said in the book. Yeah. I remember I've read one page. He just said, this guy's a real grim fucker. He's a real fucker. grim fucker. God, he's grim. God, he's grim. Imagine the grimmest fucker you can imagine. It's like worse. <laughs> You're like, oh, shit. Fucking hell, he's grim. Um, the Baron has extended um, his hand to Leto Atreides and said that we should talk before you take over June or whatever. I thought he had to fuck off. I thought he'd already gone. Well, he's been told to, but he said to he said to Lito like we should you know we should meet and we should talk and like talk it through kind of thing. It's obviously like a trap. He no, he's always going to kill him. Yeah, but um, the Mentat comes in and basically says Lito doesn't want to have anything to do with him, won't talk to him, refuses to talk to him. So he's absolutely fuming. And then <laughs> we meet Sting, who is a distant cousin of the Baron. But he's like <laughs> that old classic. He's absolute, get him in there. Yeah, he's an absolute fitty. We meet some other cousins of the Baron who are like is horrible. He, a in this? Yeah. he is a fitty. Yeah, he's Ooh. blonde and he's like ripped to shit. Later on, you see him take his top off. And you're like, fuck me, Sting. All yeah, the yoga's paying off. Done like. his work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all that, this tantric shit. All that tantric sex is paying off. Yeah. Um, and then the Baron shouts something about, uh, and it's a line from the book of he who controls the spice controls the universe. Yeah. So he's like well, fuming yeah, that's that he's how lost. They travel. That's yeah. how they move. Exactly. Exactly. And then the Baron mentions that he's got a traitor in House of Trades. Oh shit! That it doesn't matter. If House of Trades. Yeah. Nice. That is very good. <laughs> is it? No. He mentions that it doesn't matter that Leto won't talk to him because <laughs> he's got this traitor. And then he has this. Um, he has this like anti-gravitational belt thing that lets him float. So we just get this really comical scene of this big fat man just floating up into the sky and laughing to himself. Kind of like Wayne Knight in Space Jam? Yeah. Yeah, that's very much good. like Wayne Knight in, in Space Jam. Away? No, he doesn't, sadly. Oh, that's a shame. And then they've brought this little slave person in who like brings oh. a load of food in and like puts the food down on the side I and the Baron know. floats over to them. They're like terrified and like chained up. The Baron floats over to them and turns them round and they're like terrified of the Baron and he puts his horrible grim face right up to them. And they have what we later learn is a heart plug, which is literally a plug directly to the heart. Yeah. And the Baron just grabs the thing and just pulls it out and they just start pulsing blood out of this. uh, just kills him. He just instantly kills this person and just like soaks himself in their blood. Asshole. He's a real grim dude. He sounds like a fucking asshole. Every scene with the Baron in. (laughs) <laughs> turns you it's a off. hard watch man it's a Completely real hard watch I, I man it's like six wanks maybe but <laughs> at, at a push the, at the minimum at a real push um, and then we see <laughs> Jesus I know yeah it's grim it's absolutely grim <laughs> what you just said <laughs> I know I'm sorry um, then we see the Atreides leaving their home planet oh are they all gone yeah they're leaving their home planet how do they get off they get in a ship with a navigator. No, I'd argue that that's technology. Well, not new technology. No, old ship. Enough. Yeah, so I keep going back to this. <laughs> Spaceships are obviously old technology. You know. And then we see... Silly me. We see a really trippy scene of the navigator folding space. And this is the weird 
It's a different one, but it's a brain-faced vagina mouth man. Yeah. Uh, in like a weird star room that's just floating around. He's all covered by like this weird yellow halo thing. And then he just blasts beams through space. And that's how they travel, apparently. So only weird brain vagina men can be navigators. Yeah. Can you not be a navigator if you're anybody else? I don't think so. Well, it sounds like this is the worst job ever. Now, I might have missed something in the book. I've only read the book once or twice. But when I read the book, in my head, the navigators were just people who just really were into spice. Now, that's what it sounds like it should be. Stephen Lynch has decided they're slug brain vagina men. Slug brain vagina men, (laughs) Well, I mean... Artistic license is a thing, I suppose. It surely is in these films. Um, and Kobayashi so, Maru. The Kobayashi Maru. Well done. Yes! Yeah, well done. Tic Tac Toe. Fuck you. Thanks. <laughs> you nerd. Yeah. I good. got you with my own nerdism. That's what it is, right? It is, yeah. Yeah. But you probably got it from the Chris Pine film, so it doesn't count. That's actively true. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> I quite like that first Star yeah, Trek it's film. Yeah, decent. It is decent. Yeah. Um, Everything else is shit. <laughs> Fuck the next generation. Don't care. <laughs> Fuck Picard on Amazon Prime. I love Star Trek. Um, <laughs> in case you can't tell from the fact I'm currently doing Dune. Uh, we arrive on Dune. Hey, we're there. Hey. hey We learn about the Fremen. Yeah. Who okay. are the native people of Dune. They yeah. live in the desert, and they what? drink their own sweat. Well, sorry, pretty cool. Drink their own sweat. Ah, Prince Andrew would be fucked if he was there, wouldn't he? <laughs> He'd die instantly. He'd immediately he die. Sweat. He can't drink that. Yeah, how, how do you drink your own dry skin? It's impossible. <laughs> they learn about the importance of water on Dune. Everyone says that water is life. Water is the most valuable thing on the planet. Well, of yeah, that's what we're looking for. We found water on the moon recently. We found ice. We did. That's good of us. Um... But no water on June. <laughs> exactly. No, is there, is there zero there's water on June? Well, there's a little bit of water on June, but not a lot. Where? We'll learn about oh, that later. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And, and we world. see yeah, we see various sabotage devices that the Harkonnens have left, and the Atreides are going around and like deactivating like bombs and shit. That they've mines left under and their shit. Yeah, yeah. What it's assholes? Pretty, yeah, it's pretty grim. I just leave, what just, should we do with all these mines, mines, boss? Just fucking leave them. Just fucking leave them. In fact, arm them. <laughs> Who's that? I love it. I think it's so good. That's what I do. I think, yeah, it's petty so petty. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You need to get off this this planet so that we can let someone else run it. Okay, but we are going to activate all the mines. So fuck these ah, guys. Boss, what I did, I dug a load of fish into the floor so it'll fucking stink when they come back. <laughs> it's so petty. That's really clever. Yeah. Yeah. We know what room Leto's going to be yeah. staying in, so we just like put some raw milk around just his room. Milk and just, milk around the, just like raw milk. And I did a shit in his system. <laughs> So when he flushes the toilet, just he's going to flush shit. more shit into his toilet. It's going to be gross. Can't he just flush that a couple more times? Well, yeah. But well, yeah, of course he can flush it more times. Like the first time. The first time. Fuck me, he's going to He's going to flush shit and he's going to stink. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wrote, I'm a cunt backwards on his, on his <laughs> mirror. So when he looks, When he has a shower. They'll be right there, right in his head. <laughs> So petty. I'd love it to just be little petty <laughs> things like that. It's, yeah, so funny. I've taken a foot off his blanket so his yeah. feet will always stay out. <laughs> That'll get him. And the monsters will get his feet <laughs> from under the bed. <laughs> the monsters. He won't know what to do. Does he go nipples out or does he go feet out? Either way, the monsters are getting him. <laughs> I fucking got him there. Got him there, boss. 
Good work. Good work. Promotion. Promoted. <laughs> I'll take that heart thing off. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> That's so good. It's at this point that we learn about the still suits. Oh, yippee. What are they? <laughs> yippee. More things this to bit, learn? What bit, are they? This bit might be good. You don't know. Still suits. I just learned so much I in know. the last half an hour. <laughs> Don't know what more I can learn. What more, more we learn? I think I've forgotten how to make an omelette now because of all the shit I've learned from this film. But what do we learn about the still suits? Still. Oh, still. They're not. Still. They're just tall suits. guys. They make you twenty feet tall. Yeah, that's, that's all they good. do. <laughs> still suits are Fremen designed suits that help you live in the desert. They're multiple layers, and the idea is that you sweat through the first layer. It filters through the next layer, and then the final layer collects drinkable water. Once again, Prince Andrew. Useless <laughs> <laughs> in one of these suits. He'd be fucked. He'd be absolutely fucked. Yeah. Uh, it collects drinkable water that you can then drink out of a straw through your, um, through your suit. That's fucking grim. Yeah, it's really grim. They're just drinking their own sweat the entire time. Yeah. I always thought that, um, in because I'm a massive fan of Red Dwarf, uh, urine recycle Yeah. <laughs> it's always a bit grim. Yeah. But then I always thought, well, if they recycle it well enough, it is just you water. You wouldn't know, yeah. It's just yeah. water and a bit of poison. As long yeah. as you get rid of the poison yeah. and the smells, then you're fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, but the, the sweat sounds worse than piss to It me. does, doesn't it? I, I know, know that's really weird, but it is grim. Because it is just salt water. Yeah. So all you have to do is boil it. I think it reminds me of that bit in the Jackass film where they make the fat guy run on a treadmill oh, yeah, in a big no. plastic suit. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I, I love those films, but Jesus Christ. Really they really went to town on the film. Yeah, no, nah, it's really horrible. Um, and then we learned that Paul, who's never <laughs> fat guy, yeah, I can't, I can't remember Lacey. Lacey, Lacey, yeah. <laughs> Then we learned that Paul, who has never worn a still suit, bear in mind, uh, has put his suit on uh, desert style, desert fashion. They say, what does that mean? and the guy who's like helping them, he, like the guy is walking around, and he's helping Leto like tighten up his suit and like putting it on properly. And then he gets to Paul and he's like, "Oh, you've put yours on perfectly, and you've put yours on as the Fremen wear them." Oh shit! And then he's like, "Who's shown you how to?" put a still suit on and Paul's like oh no one it's just that seemed like the right way to do it and he's like cool you're the chosen one this guy's super smart then this guy's pretty smart good old Paul good old Paul <laughs> so they've got their Paul I love that his name's Paul I'm it's insane big, I'm a big fan of yeah, his name yeah. being Paul um, so then um, they get on this uh, helicopter thing and they drive out into the desert or fly out into the desert and they're going to see one of the spice mining operations Wait, fly out into the how did he fly there uh, it's what they call in the books an omnicopter, but I don't think they mention that in the films. But they're just, they just—it looks like a helicopter that they're in, basically. That sounds like technology. Yeah, it's not new technology, though. So. Ah, no, fair enough. <laughs> and they're going out to see a—they're um, going out to see a, a, a spice mining thing, basically. Oh. Um, and what they learn from the guy who helped them with the still suits is that. The mining for spice causes vibrations, and the vibrations attract worms. And worms are like the biggest threat on June of, the after the water. The spice. We don't know that at this uh, point. Ah, shit, sorry. Yeah. And <laughs> why are they mining then? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Seems ridiculous. They, they brought in this new company. This, swear to God, this is very Brexit of them going, oh, no, we need some ferries and being like, oh, we'll, we'll get this company. How many ferries do you have? Oh, none. Yeah, uh, no, we got zero ferries. ferries. Uh, excuse me, um, are you going to get any ferries? No, we're, we're pretty much a Czech company. We <laughs> don't deal in ferries. It's like this. 
we want you to get all the spice. You're the spice kings now. Yeah, and you're the like, spice boys. Okay, we'll mine it. And it's like, that comes from worms. And they're like, I don't know what that means. So we're just going to start <laughs> mining and hope that, hope that the sand hope that eventually... run into any worms. Yeah, if the sand sort of produces spice, that'd be great. If not, then, you know, we're all fucked. <laughs> <laughs> what we do learn is that these uh, mining operations sit on top of the sand and a ship floats around them. And whenever they get signs that a worm is coming and they've got like all these different tools that can sense like vibrations and stuff. Yeah. Whenever they sense that a worm's coming, the ship will descend, drop a like harness thing and pick up the mining operation and literally just lift oh, it up shit, into the air. Oh shit, that's cool. I like that. And then the worms will attack or whatever and then yeah. they'll fuck off and then they'll just drop the mine thing back down. And that's the way it works. So <laughs> they've lifted up a useless operation. Yeah. Out of the danger zone and then put them back into another, into the same useless operation. Yeah, essentially. That, that is good of them. <laughs> so we learned that um, vibrations attract the worms. We also, at this sort point... like future tremors. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we also, at this point, learned that um, Dr. Yue, who is uh, an Atreides guy. Yeah. Okay. He does, he does show up earlier in the film, but not for long. Oh, uh, we learned that he's the traitor. Hmm. He's, like, scanning bodies and some of the bodies that he's found. I don't know why. I can't remember why there's bodies. I don't know if it's, like, dead Harkonnens that have been left or something. Maybe died from worms. But he's scanning them and one of them has, like, a a tube with a message inside it for him. A message in a bottle, if you will. Yeah, essentially, yeah. (laughs) So we learn that he's the traitor. (laughs) Stings his prick up immediately. (laughs) He's like, fucking sound. (laughs) Um... And then we see some worm signs from the helicopter that Paul and Lita are in. And they're like, oh, the carrier, it's all right. The carrier will come and take them away. And they're like waiting and they're like looking around and they're like, we can't see the carrier. And the people on the mine are like calling out to the carrier on the walkie talkies. And they're like, come and get us. And like, no one's turning up. And they're like, shit, what are we going to do? So Leto's like, we need to go save them. So they like drop the helicopter down. Leto's like the king now, right? Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. The Duke, I think they call him. Um... And he drops the helicopter down and he opens the door and he like starts calling to these guys. And this guy on, sounds like a out. fucking dude. He's by a the really way. sound bloke. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he is. And the the guy that they're with who helped them with the still suits, he's like amazed that he's like more interested in saving the people yeah. than he is in saving the spice. That's, I mean, that's good. To it's see. like blown his fucking mind. Well, you know, genuinely, got sand. Yeah. And so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so these guys all come running into the helicopter and they all get in and it's a bit of a tight squeeze and then they take off slowly. And then the worm attacks and you oh, see shit. this massive and it is like amazing to see. Like it's still pretty cool in the film. Mm. This huge mouth just come out the sand and it like it does the predator thing of like splits in four. Yeah. yeah. And then you just see this big sarlacc mouth kind of thing and it's just like blah and it's just, just completely enormous. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. And just completely wipes out this mine in operation. It's yeah, it's insane. It's very cool. That's really cool. Yeah. I, I, I I'm a big fan of sandworms. Yeah. <laughs> they're always fucking terrifying. Yeah, it's Because really they're cool. always made like astronomically big yeah like terrifyingly yeah big. there's just no need for them to be that it's always why I'm, I'm like legitimately it, it, i am a very logical man i'm a logic boy people call me professor everyone, everyone calls you logic people boy. call me the logic boy uh, uh zeros and ones man and i i think about things incredibly logically i'm all about proof i'm all about facts and blah 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 blah, blah. however <laughs> don't like the ocean because I don't know what's below me. <laughs> and I always think of, like, leviathans. and thinking... It's coming out of the water. Just what if this just... Chomp, just yeah, blah. all the we have to do is be wrong about one thing and that thing being leviathans. <laughs> 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 it just be like... 
like coming out the sea bigger than a fucking town coming out and chomping me up and it spooks me up <laughs> I really don't like the sea and the ocean amazing well I it's, never knew that about you but that no, is it's my one like sort of element of proper active thickness <laughs> is, is leviathans because <laughs> I'm just not I'm just not sure I mean they, they reckon we know more about space than we, we know, know about the we sea we have charted ocean. more of space than our oceans yeah I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that Leviathans are real. I'm just saying that Leviathans could be real. Could be real. Could be <laughs> space Leviathans, who knows? Who knows? But they're less likely to attack you. Well, you're uh, very rarely in space if, these if days. If our planet gets eaten by a space Leviathan, then I'll die. Mm. <laughs> That's fine. True. True. <laughs> There's nothing. There's fuck all I can do about that. I can actively not go into the middle of the ocean. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I won't do that. Cool. That's good to know. Um... So then we cut back to um, the place that they're staying on June and Paul quickly learns that all the food and all the water and everything on June contains spice. <laughs> so they all get fucked up all the Paul time. Is sp- I've literally written, Paul is spiced off his gold. <laughs> well, he is. He is absolutely fucked. And he starts, he, he starts tripping out and he's in his room and he's like, whoa, I'm so spiced, man. <laughs> That's what they do. That's what you do when you're on drugs, by the way, guys. You go, whoa. I'm so eckied, man. Or, yeah, yeah. Whoa, I'm so blazed, man. Or, yeah. whoa, I'm so heroined, man. I know, drug culture, and that's all they do. Yeah. That's all they do. They just go, whoa, God, I'm drugged. God, all these drugs. <laughs> oh, they're so, but it makes me feel so cool. Mm, drugs are so cool. I'm going to mm, sex myself. <laughs> that's not mean I do that without drugs. <laughs> And then while Paul's tripping, uh, straight up gangster tripping, a little panel <laughs> drops down next to his bed. What? And this weird floating needle comes out of the panel. <laughs> what? And he knows that it is a hunter seeker. Is Don't that know how he knows that? that some sort of assassin it's needle? never established. It is an assassin needle. Well done, oh, mate. Shit. Yeah. It's not established at any point in this film. They I do seen... mention it in the books. Yeah, well, it's just that I've seen um, films. Well, Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> <laughs> So this weird assassin needle floats out, and he's like, "If I stay completely still, it won't see me." Yeah, it's based on oh, movement. It's like that old wasp bullshit, isn't it? Oh, yeah. See, right? I, I remember being told that of like, oh, if you stay still, the wasp, it just won't get you. It will. It'll land on your skin and go, "Ooh, skin," and then it'll yeah. sting you. Yeah. The fucking assholes. So I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't chance that with immediate death assassin needles, to be honest. I don't think I would anyway. <laughs> so anyway, we get this funny scene where he's just staying perfectly still in his bedroom. It's funny scene. And just like a clown. I, I just really like it. He's like staying perfectly still. This needle's floating around. And then this woman, just uh, this cleaning woman just opens his door. <laughs> Say fucking love. And the needle just goes flying at her. And he's just like, I put the do not disturb sign. <laughs> He whips around and just grabs the needle in midair. Does he? Yeah. And then he just smashes it into a wall. He's like, fuck off. He's the chosen one, mate. I'm telling you. I'm absolutely certain of it. Barak Hasai. He is. Is that right? Kwisatch Hederach. Close. Yeah. And the housekeeper... Just make up syllables. Yeah. The housekeeper's like amazed. She's like, oh, you saved my life. I owe you. And then she tells him that there's a traitor amongst the Atreides. Why does she know she's a cleaning lady? She... So what I haven't mentioned is... She's been a... cleaning his secrets. <laughs> what I haven't mentioned is there's a couple of people that we've met. The guy who helped them with their still suit and this cleaning lady have got very bright, glowy blue eyes, which is the sign of someone with a long-term spice addiction. 
Okay. So I would not trust her. I'd be like, she's fucking spiced up. <laughs> she's off her tits. <laughs> oh, there's a traitor. And you're like, oh yeah. And you're, it's a guy with a nine eyes. <laughs> and he's got fingers that elongate out into the fridge and grabs all the milk. Like, oh, <laughs> fuck off. Come on, mate. You're being I wish silly. I had to let the fucking needle go now. <laughs> um... And then we see Leto walking around the the dad. He's I'm, walking I'm around the place. So happy he's still alive, by the way. I thought he'd be dead well before this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> have I done that at the wrong time? Not going to be happy for much longer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, wrong mate. Time to say that. Sorry, mate. Is he getting needled? <laughs> he's getting needled so hard. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Like, listen. I'm so are... sorry. You were so happy. <laughs> listeners at home, legitimately didn't know this. <laughs> Legitimately had no idea that this was about to happen. I'm so sorry, mate. That's so mean. Uh, oh. Yeah. So Leto's wandering around late at night, which is always a good sign. And um, <laughs> we hear what I have described as um, choking on dick noises. Choking on dick noises. Um, I know what they sound like. Yep. Yeah, no need to do them. No, I won't do them. I was never going to do them. We, we all know what they sound like. I say what. Tell you what we'll do. This will be fun. People at home. Do them now. Wonderful. Wonderful. And, um, <laughs> they were good noises. Thanks. <laughs> well done, guys. Send them in. We'll have like a smart <laughs> gallery. Janie, age 10. Oh, no. <laughs> we should have gone much higher with the age. That's terrible. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's silly uh, so we hear these choking on dick noises and uh, Lita goes running and he finds the housekeeper has been killed oh fuck yeah. he's just saved her he's oh no saved. sorry she's just been Paul saved Paul just saved her yeah yeah and then she's been out. why were they after her so aggressively I know I know, I don't know why. And then Leto like leans over and he's like, oh my God, who did this? And then he looks up and Dr. Uwe stands out of the shadows and shoots the Duke with a dart. And it's like a drug. So he's not killed him, but he's like tripping out and he's like, oh, oh, not I'm like so a, tripped out on drugs, man. Not like a, like a, a legit dart. No, like, <laughs> no, it's not like 180. <laughs> Pops up like Tony Green, like, now, I've killed your housekeeper. <laughs> Oh, that's safe. That's safe. No, I'll take my time. You just take your time. Have a look. Take your time. Bang. <laughs> You've got the fridge. That's yours. Dr. Iwe stepping up to the hockey here, and uh, he's uh, he scored a fantastic round in his last round. That, the darts is not this great. calm. <laughs> not this calm at all. Just drunk men. This is called a... Man, the darts seems like the worst place that we could possibly go. But yeah. also, hilariously fun. <laughs> Maybe that'll be our Breakfast Club live in the future if we're, you know, we're all alive. Yeah. Uh, we could do it. We go to the darts. Live from the darts. Breakfast Club go to the darts. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he hits the Duke with this poison dart and the Duke's Shit. like drugged and he walks up to him and he tells him that um, the Baron's not going to kill the Duke. He said he doesn't want to kill the Duke He's, his beef isn't with the Duke. His beef is with the Baron. Yeah. And he's like, I can't think of a way to get close to the Baron, but he wants you and he'll torture you. He, you know, he won't kill you straight away. So you can get close to him. And he's like, that's why you're going to take this poison tooth. And he takes out this little poison tooth. 
And he goes, yeah. and when the Baron leans close to you, you bite down on it and you blow out, you exhale, and that will poison him. He's like a poison gas. And he's like, you need to remember the tooth. And he like says the tooth like three or four times, and then he just grabs a um, like a pair of pliers and just pulls out a tooth oh, and just fuck. replaces it with this That's poison tooth. Yeah, it's really grim. But so the Baron is the big uh, fat horrible, the big grotesque fat, horrible grotesque man who's yeah. been ousted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's come back to reclaim Arrakis. Oh, basically. so he's already back. Yeah. This mate, this film. Oh, this story is yeah. mad. Yeah. So it's it's all just about two warring houses. It's it's essentially political but intrigue, but then there's about, like, like weird the outside, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. puppet strings. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. I no, it is that. good. Um, and Definitely then better than the book of water. <laughs> <laughs> we learn that UA has dropped the shield defenses around the the house, and that the Baron's troops are coming to attack, and we see a little bit of a fight. We see um. Duncan Idaho do the classic turn on his shield, dive at some people. Um, and then well, yeah, he can't die. He can't die. Because it, unless they're going incredibly slow, <laughs> it's not going to do fuck it's not all. Do all. Um, and then it ended up that the Baron manages to take over the house and he captures Lady wow. Jessica and Paul. And he does this really grim thing. He's so grotesque. And like he's clearly like. Does he have sex with. No, Paul? no, but he's clearly like. It was Paul. He's clearly infected. He's clearly got something horrible. Yeah, boil disease. And he's just like, he just leans over Lady Jessica and just spits in her face. Oh, for fuck's sake. Like, really gobs in her face. That's it's fucking, fucking horrible. Now, it makes me feel sick. The, when they did it, like, cinematography-wise, real world, is it just him spitting in her face? It kind of looks like he just spits <laughs> in her face, yeah, which is horrible, isn't I it? I hate it when she, yeah, like, when you just see it and you go, oh, fucking hell. Yeah. He's definitely just spitting his face. Yeah. I can't remember what film it is, but it's like a comedy film where they just, they have a scene where someone spits in someone's face. and it You're just... thinking of the Mighty Boosh Live. Yeah, where, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bob Fossil and or Rich Fulcher just spits in yeah. uh, Vince Noir. Yeah. And, or and it's minging. Bake Off Boy's face yeah 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 and he gets so fucking angry yeah yeah it's real yeah, grim it's disgusting yeah 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 absolutely great well there's quite bit... a few uh, there's quite a few films there's a film i've watched recently but i can't remember what it was where someone just spits directly in a man's face on oh, game of thrones there's a lot of spitting into people's faces it's really grim isn't it's it it's fucking a really disgusting. grim thing to yeah, see i would, like, I would yeah. hate to act that because yeah. i think i would immediately just punch the other yeah person yeah it's a, it's a guttural reaction isn't it yeah. you've just spat in my face i'm gonna spark yeah, you because yeah. Yeah. that's fucking grim you could literally do anything yeah and it would not be as bad as spitting in somebody's face <laughs> it's fucking grim yeah no it's it really is horrible and then the barons like um take paul and lady jessica out into the desert and leave them to die don't shoot them don't kill them just take them out into the desert leave them to die oh they'll probably die then yep they put a gag around Lady Jessica because obviously she can use the voice. She's got that power. What's the gag? <laughs> no, go on. Terrible. <laughs> no, come on. No, it's just like a mouthpiece. That oh, they put around that's a shame. Yeah, yeah. I thought there'd be a funny joke there. Yeah. I thought, you know, as a comedian, professional award-winning comedian, you'd yeah. have been able to come up with a joke there. But Well, you know, I only perform for money, so. <laughs> that's good enough. <laughs> um... <laughs> They tell them to take Lady Jessica and Paul out into the desert. <laughs> and there's two guards. There's one flying the ship and the other one's just like guarding um, Jessica and Paul. 
And then he starts getting a bit weird and handsy with Jessica. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh. Hollywood. Yeah. It's really, it's, it really is grim. He starts like sliding his hand up her skirt and stuff. It's horrible. So Paul Why says. Why is she wearing a skirt? I don't know. Yeah. But then Paul shouts at him and is like, don't touch my. Yeah, stop doing that, yeah. please. But he does it in like an almost weird growly voice. <gasps> and then, I've not mentioned this. This is a weird directorial decision from um, David Lynch. A lot of what happens in this film is internal monologues of different characters. So you'll like hear their voice without them speaking. So then you hear Lady Jessica go, he's trying to use the voice. Oh, fuck off. And this happens a million times yeah. throughout this film. It's the weird... And you, I I can't think of many films where they is use it, internal monologues. Do you think it's because he's tried to do it like a book? Maybe. Like, but it's shit. In the same way that people do like... Oh, like the Deadpool did it, but like Deadpool did it well. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. he would just talk to the screen or something would pop up. Yeah, and so it's like a comic that, book. The whole breaking fourth wall thing. Yeah, but he obviously couldn't break the fourth wall because that's not a thing. Yeah, but he also wanted to make it like a book, so he just had internal. Do you reckon that's what he's going for there? It's just, it's a horrible device. It sounds fucking dreadful. It's really horrible, <laughs> and it gives the whole film like this weird, dreamy, almost like. I, almost like it's not happening yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah like this ethereal dreamy thing of like oh he's trying to use the voice and oh. the, all the voices sound a little bit distant and yeah. like floaty it's all, it, it sounds like something that would immediately take you out of the film yeah yeah so completely. it ruins the point of a fucking film yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you don't want to be taken out of the yeah, film yeah exactly when it, a random voice goes oh what's happening over here yeah yeah mm, exposition oh he's put ice in the blender maybe he's trying to make a milkshake <laughs> Like, <laughs> it's just weird so the guard punches paul and then he he starts like he gets his knife out and he starts trying to cut the dress off jessica mm. and then um it's paul it's gonna be rough shot yeah now. it gets grim oh, paul jumps up and he's he sh- a knife here cutting up my clothes <laughs> paul, oh, what he's going to do <laughs> paul jumps up and he shouts at him and he's like um take off take off her gag or whatever oh. and this time he uses the voice properly oh shit and so the guard just like goes all glassy eyed and he takes off the gag from Jessica hey, he fully Jedi's him yeah yeah ah, they and then um, Jessica goes um, now now there's no need to fight over me and the guard just turns around and instantly stabs the guy flying the helicopter <laughs> which I fucking love I thought that was so funny I was like yes absolutely love that and then um she tells him to cut paul free and he just like uses a knife to cut paul free and then paul just lamps him just absolutely hey i love it just gives him a fucking one bomb it's so good and then we cut back to leto and the baron and leto is like laid out on this table good name for a band yeah leto and the baron and the baron is like hovering over him and like he's real close and inside he's got that weird hover belt yeah yeah exactly and then we get Leto's weird internal monologue mm. thing of he's like, what was it the doctor told me to do? And he's oh, like, fucking, this, sounds like rem- this sounds shit. It's horrible. It's so horrible. And then he remembers about oh, the This tooth. guy's puss nodules are fucking disgusting. <laughs> they stink as well. This guy stinks. His whole face stinks. God, he fucking smells so bad. He smells like actual human shit. <laughs> and then Leto remembers the tooth. And then the Mentat guy, the human computer guy, leans over and... Leto in his drug state looks at the Mentat guy and like sees the Baron. Like you see him like fade into the Baron, and he oh. thinks that it's the Baron. And he bites down on the tooth, and then he goes <sighs> like that at him, and you see like this green gas just blast it. It's so oh. childish, man. It's like wrestling. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> well, he does the old, the old. 
any Japanese wrestler to ever go into the WWE has the green mist because <laughs> they don't know what else to do. With yeah, them. yeah. That's good. And he just blasts the Baron in the face. He just blasts the Mentat in the face. Sorry, thinking it's the Baron. Yeah. So Leto dies thinking that he's like killed the Baron. And oh, so Leto dies because of the poison he, he ingests the poison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so it is a one and done sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just don't breathe in. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the that's the trick. The Baron is delighted that he's still alive. And then he's like looking for the ring that Leto wears. That's his like signal, uh, his sigil, sorry. And it turns out that Dr. Uwe, in his final thing, took the ring off um, Leto. I mean, he's still alive, right? Dr. Uwe. Dr. Uwe gets killed by uh, the Mentat and the Baron. They stab him in the back. Literally stab Ironically, him in the back. Ironically, because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a traitor. Yeah. That's um, clever. So it turns out... Well done, David Lynch. Yeah, it turns out the whole thing is that the... Um, you know. Yeah. Jeff? You... No, you read the book? Frank Herbert. Frank Herbert. Frank yeah. Herbert. Same, same as Jeff. Jeff <laughs> I was going with Jeff Herbert. Uh, nice, yeah. It turns out that um, the Baron killed Uwe's wife, and that's why Uwe wanted to kill the <laughs> yeah, Baron. of course, yeah. But it's a whole complete thing. Anyway, <laughs> um, Uwe has no beef with Jessica and Paul, so what he did was he took um, Leto's ring and he put it on a still suit that he's hidden in the um, helicopter and he's hidden two still suits in the helicopter and he's marked them both with like a, a mark that Jessica nice. and Paul would... One with a little skirt, one with yeah. normal pants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so they notice this and they take the still suits and they get into them and the helicopter crashes and they walk out into the desert. I always like, find this funny uh, about things like this. Because I, I, I don't know, but ordinarily in any medium that I've watched, right, they would put on the still suits and one of them would be normal and one of them would have space for tits yeah is that what happens here yeah paul has some massive tits <laughs> he's got big, really fake, big fake plastic tits that looks hilarious big comedy tits no but like th- does it does hers just look the same as his they're not like massively fitted so yeah, yeah i don't think because like ordinarily in anything that i've ever watched it would just be hers is incredibly tight yeah and, yeah, and yeah. looks at you know yeah. very good pushes up the bust but yeah. he'd just be like where the fuck did he find that one? Yeah, Why did he get yeah. a size eight or yeah. whatever size six and just be like, oh, but it needs a at least a, a double C to D cup, yeah, uh, chest. And you think no, but men, men and women don't have the same size clothes. Yeah, that's just not how it works. Yeah, and the whole like... and yet in films and stuff, it just does. <laughs> it's just like ah, he's giving me the same old shit. Luckily, we found one that was molded to it. What the books do brilliantly is describe the practicality of the people who live on June because like it is a hard place to yeah, live. Yeah, it sounds and so they talk awful. about like the way they've evolved and the, the way they're slightly different from people and the, the technology they've developed to mm. live on there. Well, so like but... Yeah, not new technology. <laughs> um and so like it makes sense, you know, that you know the suits don't look like radically different. And that's good. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But does it do that in the film? Yeah, I don't remember thinking, oh god, they look like they're really like sci fi Jessica's. Good, good, good. Because I know if I played this as a video game, I know exactly what would happen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, what we've learned now is that Paul, you know, he's passed the Benny Gesserit's test and he also is able to use the voice, which men shouldn't be able to do. It's a purely women thing. Purely women thing. Yeah. And so. He was supposed to be a girl. Maybe he is a girl. Maybe he is a girl. Who knows? This is very similar to... I don't know where the twists are going, you see. Yeah, so exactly. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to preempt the twists. This is very similar to um, the Wheel of Time series. 
Where is it now? Yeah, well, okay, yeah. I'm going to get into something a bit later. Okay. Um, not the Wheel of Time series because I haven't read the book. Okay. You have lent me the book. The first one. Yeah. I yep. have, of course, started it. <laughs> yeah, no worries. But that, that there's stuff that goes on in June that's very similar yeah. to stuff that goes on in Wheel of Time. Anyway, Paul now starting to unlock his powers has a waking dream where he sees that... What Jessica- does that mean? Does that mean he has a dream and he's awake? Yeah, exactly how it sounds, mate. Yeah. No, but waking makes it sound like he is waking up. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's still asleep and he's on his way. He has a wake dream. He has a wet dream. He has a woke dream. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he learns that uh, Lady Jess... He has Jess- a wet dream. <laughs> not on June, mate. Not on not on June. Um, he learns that Jessica is pregnant with oh, a girl, his sister. And he's fuming with Jessica. And he's Who is like, she shagging? Lita. What? So Jessica and Lita were still together. Like Jessica's Paul's mom. Oh, Je- Paul's I thought dad. Jessica was Paul's sister. Okay, ah, okay. no, okay. no, no. Jessica. I thought Paul's we mom. were getting into real porn <laughs> territory. No, Jessica yeah. is Paul's mom. Okay, and he on. learns that she's pregnant again, and she's having a girl, a sister. That's good. It is good. But he's fuming. Yeah, because they were having sex. He's fuming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mom. <laughs> I think he's fuming because well. Basically, he learns that he knows that the Bene Gesserit like control fate, and they're like trying to they try and stick their fingers in the way time works and stuff. Ah, oh, they have fingers so, in many pies. Exactly, and he's fuming because he assumes that the Bene Gesserit knew that his dad was going to die. And when he when he confronts Jessica about it, she's like, "She is I a did Bene Gesserit, all, right? Yeah, yeah, of course." She was like, "I did all I could do." So she doesn't say that. That doesn't sound like that's true. Yeah, though. yeah. So I think. Important. You almost got fucked in the desert. You didn't do much there. Yeah, I think... Had to stop that. <laughs> I think in Paul's mind, he knows that um, Leto had to die for whatever the Bene Gesserit have got planned. Oh. And he's fuming that they've involved his dad in their weird plans, whatever their plans yeah, are. But his mum is one. Yeah. So... And that becomes a thing later on in the books. They start to like really dislike each other because he's just like... He hates the whole Benny Gesserit thing, and obviously Lady Jessica is. Later on... It... This this goes so into something I want to talk about okay. at the end. Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, Paul has this dream and learns that Jessica's pregnant with a sister. Then we see um, a thing called a thumper. Okay. Hello. Is it, is it a little tiny rabbit? <laughs> it's not, no. Friend of Bambi? No? It's, a, it's a big stick that they stick in the ground, like a big stake. <laughs> and this thing goes like, a piston goes like up and down like this. And it creates a shockwave that summons a worm, basically. <laughs> did, did you did you want to say piston like you were two years old? Yep, that's what I wanted to piston. do. Piston. Oh, piston. Hey, it's a piston. <laughs> now, the reason we see this thumper is because Paul is like... We need to walk over to that cave over there to find safety, to find shelter. Because at the minute, they're just in the middle of the desert. Yeah. But walking creates a rhythm that the worms can pick up on. Oh, so they can get tremored yeah. in the desert. Yeah, by just walking. So he was like, we need to set up this thumper. The worm will be attracted to that. But we still need to walk off rhythm. We need to, like, you know, change and shuffle and, like, change the way we walk. <laughs> and then so they just walk, like, real The thumper goes, like... Yeah, and they've got to walk. Yeah, and they've got to walk less rhythmically than that, which is insane. No, the thumper does like a boom. You can pick your band. Yeah, so you go with Iron Maiden. So you go with a Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah, some blast beats. Yeah, don't go with Cannibal Corpse. It's just a fun. It's only double kick. And also, they're real shit. They so are shit. With that and, uh, yeah, their lead singer's called. 
Um, and then this worm appears and like eats the thumper and like blasts it. <laughs> so the thumper only lasts for like eight seconds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the 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 noise that the worm makes is so loud that like Jessica's like covering her ears and she's like, ah, it's fucking horrible. Can't they run? When well, they... they try and run, but then the worm picks up on the movement and starts chasing them across the sand. That's insane. That yeah, it can pick them up over the pick them up. Pick them up. I went a bit Mario. Then. Yeah, it can pick them up over there. Over its own I know. insane girth. This bit's great. This bit's really like horrible because it's like this worm is massive and well, it's yes. big, massive teeth, and they're trying to run and it's just gaining on them within seconds because they're like they're tiny people running across sand, and this is a worm developed <laughs> to move through sand, yeah. like, uh, and it's fucking the size of a goddamn yeah. city. It's terrifying, and they get to this rock thing and they start climbing up, and the worm like smashes against the rocks. And, like, they're climbing up and they get to this bit and then the worm smashes again and this bit of rock falls off and Paul, like, falls down. Oh, shit. And he, like, goes flying and then he lands on the sand and, like, you think he's going to get eaten and then the worm turns around and goes off and Lady Jessica's like, oh, what happened there? And he's like, uh, someone set off another thumper and, like, you can hear it in the background and he's like, so there's someone here with us kind of thing that set them off. So yeah, then that's the... pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very cool. So then they're walking through this cave thing that they, they find and they meet the Fremen, the actual Fremen. So these are like the, the genuine in, inhabitants of Dune. Okay. These are the free people. The free folk. The free folk. And She's my queen. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. That was good. Good Game of Thrones reference. Thanks. And there's a lot of them. And one of them, who is the leader of the Fremen, steps up to say something. Lady Jessica instantly kicks his ass and just has him by the throat against a wall. Just knocks shit out of him. Yeah, I fucking love you that. You fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's he done that's wrong? Literally nothing at this oh, point. Okay. It's brilliant. That's I think good. she just assumes he's going to attack, so she just fucks him up. I like it's that, great. though. That's something that doesn't happen in a lot of shows and films, of people who've been through real bad shit uh, finding new people, and they're like, oh, just we're, assume, all, we're all very merry and gay. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, no. Fuck you. Yeah, I've literally been fucked over by <laughs> yeah. everyone, so you're getting strangled yeah. to death. Um, and then we meet um, we meet Chone, who is a female Fremen. Um, Chone. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's like sh- In the books, I think it's C-H-A-N-I, which I always pronounce Shani. Well, it could be Shani, but yeah, Shani, but... that's <laughs> um, Anyway, it doesn't matter. That don't impress me. <laughs> um, Paul has dreamt about... Shanai, Shanai. Is she? Yeah, he's dreamt he? about her. Yeah, and when he sees her, he's like awestruck, and he's like gets a proper little little baby boy boner, and he's still oh, does sick. he get a yeah, little yeah. dick? He does get a little. Oh, he gets little 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 pr- He gets a little prong on. He does. His little worm showing. Yeah. <laughs> his thumper. Yeah, he doesn't need a thumper. <laughs> he's gonna have a thumper later on when he's safe. <laughs> and there's a whole. Oh, yeah, you couldn't tug when you're on the uh, the old sand surface, could you? <laughs> No. You'd be worm. They'd hear the rhythm. The you would get worm. Worms are going to get you. Feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme, and the bang, you're Come worm. On boys, it's worm time. It's worm time. <laughs> June running. <laughs> bang. Got you. We get a little bit of exposition with the Fremen. They're talking about, you know, how they hate the, the Baron because he's, like, raped the land or whatever. I don't know. It's, like, some weird shit. I mean, the, the land is sand. Yeah, the so land is he sand. He hasn't really sand gone land. fuck all. They are it's in sand, sand land. Yeah. And they say that... Um, they're going to give them names that are like tribal names that are their secret names that only okay. they will know. And they give Paul and Jessica these names. And then they're like, you I need... don't want him to not be called Paul. Yeah, well, you're in luck. You're in luck. He goes, fuck you. I'm Paul. <laughs> Deal with it. 
Never mind, Umbuatu. Yeah. I'm fucking called Paul. <laughs> because then, they're like, you also need a name that we can call you in the open that everyone will know you by. <laughs> Paul. A, refresh, a real name. Paul. And dude. Paul goes, what? He says something like, and this is in the book, so it is what actual about, from the book. What about P-Dog? <laughs> no. He goes, what do you call the shadow on the second moon of Arrakis. Wow, that's Paul. They say, they say, <coughs> and this is brilliant because this is from the book. Yeah. They say, we call that Muadib. Muadib. And Paul's like, I want to be called Muadib. I want to be known as Paul Muadib. Paul Muadib. <laughs> Paul. Definitely Paul. Don't you dare strike that from the record. Paul Muadib. <laughs> and they just accept they it. They're accept just like, yep, Paul Muadib, yeah. yeah. Fair we'll enough. probably just call you Paul for sure. Yeah, we're going to Paul, to be honest. Bit of a mouthful. <laughs> I fucking love it so much. It's so insane. What Paul. the fuck do you call this weird, stupid shit? Like, uh, we call it Untuka Tukwenge Ariara. I'm going to go with Paul. <laughs> Is that okay? Yep. I'm just going to stick with Dave. Stick with Dave, actually. I'm going to go with Mossy. <laughs> Is that all right? Uh, like, yeah. Yeah, whatever you want. You don't have to have a weird name. <laughs> you asked what we called that. It's your own stupid fault. Have whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, but he wants us to see, just in case it was better than uh, Paul. <laughs> Turns out, no. No. So, Paul Muadib. Muadib. Um, Besides that, Muadib. Yeah, no, Mossy will do. <laughs> Mossy, Muadib, but, you know, Mossy just will do. That's fucking insane, mate. Yeah. It's an, it is oh, mad, isn't it? It, it is mad. I love it. That's so funny. We cut back to the weird, disgusting Baron. Mm. He's absolutely fuming. Um, that um, no, in fact, he's not fuming. He's quite happy actually. That um, he's basically back, taken back over Arrakis, and then we get this weird scene of Sting coming out of like a steam shower, and that's oh. when St- Sting is like all naked. Oh, sexy! And then there's like a weird incesty bit where the Baron's like fucking diddling his little does willy he, over he, Sting. What? Does he puss him? He's like no, but he's like he's like. Biting his lip and like full on like mm, sexy weird. little sting. I will it? say, I have no idea how far through this film we are. <laughs> like at this point, so far nothing has happened. Yeah, no, I, I've but got everything has happened. I've got no clue as to like whereabouts we are. Yeah, that I I think I need to watch this and or read this. What, what would you What would you? I'd say? recommend reading the book. Okay, definitely read the book. <laughs> I definitely recommend reading that because this is fucking silly. The film is shocking, okay. uh, but the books are good. Um, so. We then see that the Reverend Mother uh, of the Bene Gesserit is dying. And she wants Jessica, who, don't forget, was um, was disbarred from the, the Bene Gesserit or whatever. Well, she was sent in the, into the desert to die. Yeah. She decides that she wants Jessica to be the next Reverend Mother. And apparently they're all connected through weird space So, were the, be- were the Bene Gesserit on board with her being just fucking killed? Uh, apparently so. Oh, okay, that's fine. And now they want her to be... And the Benegesera are inside of the Baron's pocket? No. They're, like, separate. Yeah, so why are they... <sighs> okay, no, whatever, carry on. The Benegesera have got their own, like, thing going on. They, like, they will work for people and they will help people, Me but... <laughs> Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. <Benegesserit. laughs> but we genuinely... Genuinely, they're kind of like, um... They're kind of like how the witches in The Witcher series on netflix were portrayed well they just fucking they, yeah, they go yeah. off and work for different parts but really they've got their own they were very much the same in yeah, the book. yeah 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 and um, so 
Jessica decides that she will become Reverend Mother, and to do that, she has to drink what they call the Water of Life, which, as you would guess, mm. does not grant life. It's poison and will kill most people. Oh, I thought it was going to be semen. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, yeah, that does make sense. Um, and the Water of Life, the idea is that a Reverend Mother will be able to drink it and turn it into actual water within herself and not die from it. And then piss? Yeah, maybe. And they give it to Jessica. <laughs> what they don't know... well. Maybe they do know, I don't know, because they're meant to know everything, but what they... (laughs) They're meant to know the future. Yeah, what they don't foresee is that they give it to Jessica, who currently has an unborn child. Oh, shit. And... The child turns it into water? The baby manages to become a Reverend Mother as well. Oh, so the baby is the super mother? Yeah, so Jessica's the Reverend Mother, but also the child is the Reverend Mother. So they both are? Yeah. And then the child is born... That makes things complicated, doesn't it? The child is born prematurely, but survives, and then ages, like, faster than most people and is wow. able to like talk and know things that she it shouldn't know it sounds like it ages quite fast yeah. based on what you've just said it, yeah it sounds like it ages within seconds <laughs> well in the book they describe it as like you know she's this wonder kid who starts like walking and talking yeah. well before normal children would and like she knows she knows things that she shouldn't possibly know you know she knows like things about people and she knows secrets yeah. and stuff so it's very it's all very cool in the film not so much <laughs> And uh, as Paul sees his mum... <laughs> that seems to be a running theme <laughs> through this film. Yeah. As Paul sees his mum take the water of life, he, for some reason in the film, uh, knows that he will need to do the same. Okay. He just decides that I need well, to do that surely too. Surely he'll die. Well, you would think so. A, not a woman. This, well, that's the main thing. Only women have been able to, to do this so far. Oh, but, but women have been able to do it in the past. Yeah. That's how they become a reverend mother. Women have died oh, I doing didn't, it. I didn't realise that Reverend Mothers was just like a, a thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, yeah, Reverend Mothers are the leaders of the Benny Gesserit and only women are able to do it. Oh, they're Some the top brass. Yeah. yeah. And it's not who you know. Yeah, exactly. And we are told that men have tried it in the past. And died. And those men have died. All of yeah. them died. Yeah. Well, I mean, I thought men had never become a Benny Gesserit at all. Well, exactly. Yeah, so the men who tried it, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. No reason to try it. It's Silly. Kicked. Couldn't even do a simple... The voice, yeah, couldn't make Tom Jones turn around in his couldn't chair. Say, couldn't make Rita Ora turn around in her chair. Simple as that. It's not hard. All you have to do. It's all you got. All you got to do is say that someone in your family died of cancer, and then sing a little song. All right. Yeah. And then Tom Jones whizzing around. Blast that button. Especially if you're a girl. Oh yes. Yeah, he's gonna turn around. The fucking sly dog. Dirty dog. The dirty dog. Uh, speaking of dirty dogs, Paul and Sinead immediately bang. Okay. Who's Sinead? The, I keep pronouncing her name differently every oh, time I say course, it. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Fremen lady. Um, yeah, they bang. And then Paul shows the Fremen the weirding modules that he still has the specs for. Yeah. He starts developing weirding modules with the, you know, the weird shouty yeah, guns. Yeah, the shouty guns. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. And then we cut to a bit where, as part of their initiation into the Fremen... And they say all the Fremen men have to summon a worm and ride a worm. And oh, that's the like worm the riders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought it would be all the girls. This is... <laughs> <laughs> nice. Sinead's nice. been a worm rider. He's been a worm rider um... this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> this is really cool in the books because they have like these weird like... That's so great. <laughs> they describe it in such detail and like it's such a big thing in the books. It sounds like that's a thing that happens in the books yeah. a lot. They have these weird like... It's almost like shovel things, and they have to, like... They use the thumper to summon the worm. When the worm gets close, they run alongside it, and they use this shovel thing to, like, peel back... So the worms are, like, armoured. 
mm-hmm. they've got like segments kind of like a real worm you know and like they use the shovel thing to get under the segment and like, like a peel real it. worm well like because mm, i'm pretty sure they're, worms are segmented. they're not armored but they're segmented aren't they yeah i suppose so. yeah um, but in this one, they're like proper thick segments and there's like real separation between the segments. They use their shovel thing to get under the segment and like if they pull it, it makes the worm spin. So if they can spin with the worm, they can get up on top of the worm. Oh, okay. And then the the, sh- the shovel thing has hooks on the other end of it so they can like hook into the worm and then they can just ride the worm. Does it the worm not go into the sand? No, because they can use the shovel thing to keep it above. So oh, okay. It is all explained in the books. It is not explained in the films. <laughs> it's just, it, it is a thing. In the yeah. Film. Okay. Paul uses the thumper and summons the biggest worm on Arrakis. Really? Shai Halud. The, the Shai Halud, big worm. The god worm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big worm. It's and then he rides Shai Halud. The big he worm. Absolutely smashes it. Oh my god, he summoned the big worm. <laughs> well, the Fremen are all like absolutely jizzing their pants. They are. They're like... I think I've heard this before, <laughs> but I can't remember where. <laughs> Maybe we'll discuss this at the end of this film. <laughs> um, and then we see that there's like a bit of a montage thing. Paul and his group of Fremen, over the next two years, they start attacking. Two years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy yeah, fuck. I know. Over the next two years, they start pro- uh, attacking spice production units. They use the weirding modules. They ride in on worms. They blow up the Baron's spice. They're trying to stop all production of spice on Arrakis. did produce spice. We Paul, still don't know Paul that doesn't yet. know this yet. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. So over two, over two years, we learn that they bring spice production almost to a halt. And at this point, the Baron has left the planet and left his cousin in charge. Not Sting, but a different cousin. A big fat cousin. Yeah. And is... So Leto, sorry, Leto and Paul's sort of a lineage they're 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 gone they're all dead yeah 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 so the the plan of the original plan of to have them come in and then the baron to kill them all has Has worked worked. yeah yeah yeah, but they didn't kill paul they did not count on paul they did not count on paul and also random witch girl yeah and random witch lady and so not jessica (laughs) benicacy the place in spain yep exactly and so um the baron's nephew he keeps bringing people in, like, different Fremen that they've managed to capture during these raids. And he'll, like, ask them who's behind it and, you know, who's their leader. Big and they'll worm. only say Muad'Dib. They'll say Big Worm. Paul, Paul Muad'Dib. But they'll only say Muad'Dib. Good old Muad'Dib, Big yeah. Worm. Big Muad'Dib worm. and Big Worm. <laughs> they say. It's like, is that a... That's, that's a radio... Uh... <laughs> Radio dish jockeys, the, the shock jocks, the shock jocks of Paul the morning. Ma- Paul Madib and the big Whoa, worm. Paul Madib and the big worm <laughs> coming at you live <laughs> at your drive toy. <laughs> oh, he's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's hearing every day. Paul Madib and the big worm. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> So, that was really silly. Yeah, it was. Daft. The Baron's nephew is fuming because he's like, oh, who is this Muad'Dib? You know, we can't find him, blah, blah, blah. And then we see a raid that Paul's doing and these other people who aren't Fremen, but they've like lived in the desert, are attacking with them. And Paul manages to find one of them and it's only bloody Patrick Stewart. Oh, Patrick's still going. Gurney Halleck, as he's called in this. Gurney Halleck. Yeah. He's alive and he has a glorious mullet at this point. Fucking he's still full on Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart's got, oh, he's got egg the... in the nest. Oh, really? But a full egg Bill Bailey drapes behind him. Love it. It's a sexy, <laughs> sexy old, look. He's got the old fryer talk. <laughs> he does. He really does. And so Paul's like delighted that Gurney's still alive and they reunite and they're like made up. So good, good news. 
And then Paul's asleep and he has a weird dream about the Emperor. And he sees the Emperor speaking to the, the navigator, the weird vagina mouth. Yeah, funny mouth. And he learns that the Emperor's been trying to kill him this whole time. And then he, in his dream, tries to look into the future and sees that he can only see black. He can't see any future for himself. And he wakes up in the night and he's like screaming. And he turns to Cheney or whatever her name is. And he says, um, I've just, just sex. Yeah, yeah, let's bang. Let's give you the big worm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, don't. Yeah. No, We've been through this. Come on. We've been through this for two years. Yeah, it's- I hate it's, hate when you touch me. It's actively less than average. <laughs> <laughs> he turns to her and she's like, she's really upset and she's like, you were having a nightmare, are you okay? And he's like, I need to drink the water of life. And Ooh. she's like, what do you mean? And he's like, I can't see a future for me unless I drink the water of life. And that's the Benicassim drink. That's the Benicassim. He's off to see Biffy Clyro, headline, <laughs> Barcelona. Headline, him, uh, Frank Turner... And also Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds. High Flying Birds. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to get off his gourd and stay in a tent in the yeah. 30 degree heat. Whoever that cunt who sang Titanium is, yeah. he's going to be there. They're going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> um, Reece, and uh, Dua Lipa. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Dua Lipa. So they travel out into the desert and they tie up Paul and Shanae gives him the water of life. Hey. And he's drinking it and he's screaming and he has a weird vision. Is and... it right? This is the witch water, right? Yeah. So where the fuck did she get the war of life from? They've just got access to it all nah, the time. That's fair enough. Then. Yep. <laughs> he has this weird, horrible Why dream. Have I asked. <laughs> he has this weird, horrible dream. And in this weird dream, he learns that, or he connects the dots that it's the worms that produce the spice. Ah, that's where he gets it. And without the worms, there'll be no spice yeah. on Doom. And so he. In his weird trippy mode, he summons like seven massive worms. Holy shit! Yeah, they're huge. Summons the worms, and they're like in a big circle around the fremen and him that have like gathered, and the fremen are like obviously yeah, it's just being like freaking wow, the fuck out. We're fucked. Yeah, yeah, but they're not attacking. They're just like guarding Paul, basically. Having an old spin. Yeah, yeah. It's, sometimes it's fun to have a spin. Sometimes it's fun to have a spin. Gotta have a spin occasionally. And then Paul starts bleeding from one eye. Oh, that's always rough. And then we start seeing all the Benny Gesserit across the galaxy who are all just pissing blood from their faces. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's hideous. And then we cut to um, Lady Jessica and Alia, Paul's young sister who's been born, who are obviously both Benny Gesserit, both Piss- Reverend Mothers. Pissing blood, Pissing blood. Yeah. And the little girl is like, it's Paul, he's drunk the water of life. And then that's that. <laughs> It's simple as that. Yeah. That's that. She's a terrible actress, this girl. Really? Yeah, awful. Worse than Paul from Bed Nelson Broomsticks? On a par. I don't know if that's true. Well, I'll send you some clips later. And... Uh, yeah, okay, I'll judge. I'll be the kid actor judge. Okay, so it's it's truly awful. But then Paul in the desert jumps up and delivers what I've written down as a perfect Matt Berry father. Like that, yeah. <laughs> It's amazing. Absolutely class. Well, his dad's dead. Yeah, so his dad is dead. Father! Yeah. He really just, gives it the beans. It's so good. Oh, it's so it. good. Love that. So, they come up with this plan to stop the Emperor. And they... At this point, the uh, the Emperor of the known galaxy has learnt that they're having a real shitter on Arrakis and that spice production has come to a stop. Is the Emperor still Baron, man? Or is he different? The Emperor's different to the Baron. Oh, There's okay. the Emperor of the Baron, yeah. Yeah. So the Emperor travels to um, Arrakis and he's there and the Baron's there and they're having a little powwow 
And then this little girl comes in and they're like, oh, what are you doing, little girl? And she's she introduces herself as Alia Atreides. And they're oh. like, oh, my God, the Atreides are still alive. And she's like, yeah, not just me as well. Um, my brother is out there, Paul Atreides. And they're like, Paul's still alive. And it's like a proper Flash Gordon moment. Paul's alive! <laughs> and the idea is that she's meant to be like a distraction while Paul and his like Fremen people ride in on the oh, way. That sounds like a really sound distraction I know. to give. I know. Let the little baby girl get <laughs> fucking massacred. <laughs> Who gives a shit about it? There's this really horrible bit, and this is terrible child acting, where she uses the voice. Oh. And they do it as like the gritty, deep, boom, don't do that kind of voice, like yeah. with a little child who's and clearly that- like mouthing the words oh, okay yeah it's horrible it's absolutely <laughs> horrible so anyway uh <laughs> that sounds really funny <laughs> it is it's it is funny to watch but it's daft paul and the fremen attack where the baron and the emperor are, are, are living there's a big fight scene um alia tells the baron to come towards her in the voice so, so he like floats towards her and he's like oh. all glassy eyed and then she just fucking jabs him in the neck with the nerve toxin oh she just nail. gives him a fucking she just full on bounced and then well, he's, he's like, not got his hand in a box. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like screaming. He's like, ah! and then he like floats off and someone blasts a wall in the roof. Someone blasts a hole in the roof. Do we get away in night 14? We do. He do we actually? Almost. He floats oh, off through the roof and he's like floating off and like spinning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a worm eats him. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's amazing. It's so good. So Paul's in charge of all the worms in the world. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. And then... um. The Baron dies, Paul and everyone are like cheering, and then we get a weird scene where Alia comes out of the place that they're attacking, and she like holds a knife up to the sky, <laughs> but it goes in slow motion, and it's like a full-on, like, you know, end of a TV show yeah. where they like jump in the air, and they're like, beaming. Oh, really? everyone's beaming, yeah, and yeah. Then someone's got a shield underneath her, and he just, she just stabs him right yeah. there, God. <laughs> and he's like, oh, <laughs> so slow and painful. Why have you done this? <laughs> I was on your side. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> so you get from being a witch. Yeah, it's a really weird, weird scene. And then we get to a bit where Paul is in the room with the Emperor and he's speaking to the Emperor and he's saying that Arrakis is theirs and that they won't be producing spice anymore and blah, blah, blah. And then um, Sting steps forward and Paul and Sting have, and I will make this an Instagram clip, I think, yeah. even if it's a separate thing because... Paul and Sting have the worst knife fight of all oh, time. I love it. Is it worse than the knife fight in Under Siege? At least Under Siege has the like stab in the head, which is hilarious. <laughs> it is an awful, awful stab in the head, though. This this scene is shit. Neither of them, <laughs> neither of them cut each other. It's the yeah. slowest paced <laughs> attacks you'll ever Ding. see. Yeah, yeah. They're clearly Ding. aiming at each other's knives. <laughs> it's fucking awful. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. It's been a just... long time. It's been a long time since I've seen a fight scene this bad in a film. Just really aiming for the knives, just being like, "Oh, it's like when you do when you try to do the high five and you, you look at the other person's elbow. They're just looking right at the knife. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> it's truly awful. And then Sting does this weird thing where he like flicks his hip out. And a little blade comes swinging out, out of his hip. hip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. And then Paul's like, sees it. And then he's like, I don't know. He's like, oh, I know what I need to do. 
And he just fucking impales himself on the blade. Ah, I'll do it, yeah. Rolls over, sting, and they, like, fall on the floor and they roll over. And then Paul... Oh, death rolls over. Yeah, and then Paul is on top and just stabs him in the chest and just oh, ends shit. him. Oh, shit. And it. then, just for good measure, Paul stands up and just go, just says, like, a word and just full-on blast him with a word. Oh, shit. He flushes through him right yeah. to the floor. And then everyone is... Why do you just do that immediately? Well, everyone is really freaked out at this point because the weirding modules help you use language to, like, make blasts yeah, or whatever. yeah, yeah. And the power lets you talk to people and make them do what you want to do. But no one's ever been able to do, like, a Both killing blow without the weirding module kind of thing. And they're like, oh my god, Paul's a god, you know, he can use the power for... Paul is the god. Yeah, Paul is the god Good of rain. Paul. And so the Emperor's like, holy shit. And he's like, get off this planet, leave and never come back and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, no. And then, yeah, yeah. How, about, how about no? How about the entire might of the Empire? I'll be drinking my fucking sweat for another 60 years, you piece of shit, until I retire. <laughs> and then Paul looks up to the sky and it just starts pissing down on Arrakis. He's brought the rain. He's brought the rain. Good old Toto. And then the little girl uh, in internal monologue just goes, how can this be? No. For he is the Kwisatch no, Haderach. that is fucking awful. It's okay. truly, truly yeah. awful. And then we get the weirdest, and again, this film is full of the weirdest things I've seen. The knife fight was terrible. <laughs> the weirdest outro credits I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Where everyone in the film, in alphabetical order, pops up, again, in 50% opacity, over a background of, like, waves crashing. Fucking and they all just like, do like a little spin towards camera and smile and then really? it tells the name and then it goes to the next person. Even the bad guys? It's Yeah. What was he thinking? Fucking awful. The what worst credit I've ever seen. thinking? Yeah. That is madness. And that is how Dune ends. Well, no wonder they wanted a remake because fuck me, that is insane. Absolute insanity. Jesus. I, I, I cannot believe... That sounds like legitimately... The ending to the Star Wars holiday special. Yeah. That is fucking mental. And the rest of the film is also mental. But that ending is nuts. It's honest to God. That's really affected me. It's honest to God insane. And let's not forget, right, they're they're redoing Dune now. Yeah, and it's probably going to be good. They're probably hoping they'll put enough money into it. They'll get some good actors in there and they'll turn it into a franchise. It's, it's, It's ready to come out. Yeah. Yeah. But there's like, there's, you know, there's 20 books of June, so they're hoping they'll turn it into a franchise. No way is there 20 books? There's not 20, but there's a lot of books. <laughs> yeah. What they don't cover in this film of June is that after this, um, Paul goes slightly mad with the power of the Betty Guess of it. <laughs> he ends up going out into the desert by himself. He lies down, he covers himself in a load of fish. He, <laughs> he grows fish skin and he turns himself into a no, worm. I don't want to know any of this. He turns himself into a worm. I don't want to know. Any and then of this. in the future, he becomes immortal. He becomes an immortal godworm man. And then the rest of the books, or like one of the books, is about his daughter who like goes against him and betrays him. The books go insane, mate. Right. Like this, this book was weird, but the rest of them go insane. So, right. Well, that's just the story of Final Fantasy X. But <laughs> like, that's fucking mad. So that's only one book. Yeah. No, I, that sounded like it was like five or six books and they just mashed it all together in one big film. No. Why the fuck are they remaking this? Why the fuck are they bothering? It's so... Why like, the fuck do people really, really love these books? I mean, I am a self-proclaimed Lord of the Ring nerd. I, I fucking love Lord of the Rings. Silmarillion was too far for me. 
I, I, I have read it in the past, but it was a fucking trial. It took me about three years to read Silmarillion. Yeah. It really sounds like you'd only read a few June books <laughs> and the rest this is just insane. Honestly, I bought the, the first three in like a collection for trilogy. It's worth reading that trilogy. Yeah. That trilogy is good. After that, real fucking weird, Madness real solid. quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. Uh, wait we're going to move on. We're going to just talk about the film, right? Yeah. So the film's fucking crazy. Oh, it's insane. And he went for some real weird Made some very choices. odd choices, yeah. So like, um, I just want to sort of go into the, the pop culture side of it because David Lynch is fucking crazy, right? Yeah. And we know that and we know he's just going to do madman weird yeah. shit. So they probably shouldn't have given this. And the new one will probably be better. The thing is, like, it's so it's so hard to decipher as a book. Yeah. That if you then put a director who's insane and does weird <laughs> stuff to decipher like look at David Lynch's back catalogue. Yeah. It's hard to it's hard work, you know, you have to like you have to go Absolutely, into it. Like, yeah, yeah. To to give him a source material that is hard work and then be like, direct this. To the layman, to I mean, people. this insane yeah. shit. We want people. people to come to the cinema, so we're going to give you insane source material to an insane director. That'll probably be a hit. <laughs> Idiot, get Sting in it. Get Sting involved. That's so, what people want to see. Like, I want to go into the sort of pop culture side of stuff because this, so many times through this, that you were talking, I was just like, oh, that's where that, that's where this thing that I like has got. The, yeah, like for example, all the witches and all that side of stuff. That is just his dark materials. Like, yeah, yeah. Philip yeah, yeah. Pullman has just taken that. That's from a, that's June. a very classic fantasy trope. The whole Seraphina Pecola and and all the witches. And yeah, they're being the, the. There's so many times in this where I was like, oh shit, that's where they just stolen this. Yeah, from and if you June. if you do read Wheel of Time, it's a very similar thing of like it, a yeah. female group of witches who control. Oh okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it sounds like that it was just like the sort of the original sci-fi but yet also weirdly fantasy it's very much thing, yeah right? it's very much on the border it's not pure sci-fi you know there's space travel and ships but then it all kind of happens on this one planet and then it's very kind of fantasy you know it's warring families yeah. and like witches and yeah it's it's a mix of sci-fi and fantasy it's just not as good as john carter <laughs> <laughs> no mate I fucking love that. As much as a of a head turner it was, it was fucking great. It's a really, it's a really odd film as a as a piece of work. Yeah, please watch it because it's mad. It's absolutely <laughs> mad. Sometimes you just got to watch something mad. For Sometimes a while. you just got to watch a mad one. Just get you off your head on spice and watch That's a it. bit of. Uh, well, not actual spice because it's illegal now, but it used to be fine because apparently it was fertilizer or whatever. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, just give it a go. I guess mad. Is it mad worth a go? Film. No. No, it's worth watching the new one when it comes out. Yeah, read the books. Um, we'll do a review of the new one probably. Yeah, we absolutely. Um, because I, I, I genuinely love June. I and love I'll go into books. it blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because this film didn't explain any of what happens to it. It certainly said some words <laughs> that, that I'm probably not going to remember. No, I imagine not. <laughs> Quiz at Chatterack. Right, uh, I really hope you've enjoyed this very odd episode of The Breakfast Club. Yeah, it was um, great. We wanted, to, it, we wanted to follow up on the back of the success of Halloween, so we've picked like a you know a real mainstream, <laughs> everyone kind of loves film. Everyone loves yeah. insane words, followed by space worms. It also, <laughs> it was super Avatar at the end, because yeah. uh, Avat- James Cameron has obviously just stolen the end of Avatar from this film. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I feel like a lot of pop He summons all the worms. <laughs> he summons all the dragons. It's the same. <laughs> it's different, though. <laughs> 
uh, yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. Watch the film. Tell us what you think. And we will see you next week for... More importantly, follow us on uh, our socials of breakfast underscore club. And also tell your friends about this podcast. If this one appealed to you in a huge way because all your friends love June, tell them about it and say that, you know... Uh, there's a guy in this podcast who never read it, never watched it, and his mind was completely bent out of shape. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please do tell people about us. We are growing, and it's great to see, and we love that we're getting the chance to do more things. You know, the Spooky Month and everything was really cool. We've got loads of ideas for stuff we want to do, so tell people about it, help us grow, and we will love you forever for it. And we'll absolutely see you next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.